tomorrow night you go to New York and you deal with the Lynn sanity. Have you been following that story at all? What? Jeremy Lynn, are you following that story at all? No idea. I know who he is, but I don't really know what's going on too much with him. You're listening to the Double Clutch Podcast, made for the British basketball fans. Brandon Roy! Brandon Roy, the three counted! And it's a foul! And a chance to tie it! Ginobili, step back, jumper! Hello and welcome to the Double Clutch Podcast, episode six. We're back again. I know, regular. We've just shocked the world with uh, our appearance. I am joined by my usual co-host, Mr. Big Andy D. Hello. Hello. And he may not say much because he has just got in from work and is knackered <laughs> and might puke, might puke up halfway through the show because he's just scoffed down food in about five minutes. <laughs> that's, that's dedication to the cause. That's all that is. <laughs> So uh, we'll go straight into the last two weeks. Basically, the the new format gives us the ability to get our news together from the past two weeks. So we're literally just going to go back from when we did our last show and cover a bit from that week and a bit from this week. So we're going to start with probably the biggest thing to have happened in the last two weeks, which is the uh, Lakers getting free free match win. No, (laughs) couldn't resist, mate. Couldn't resist. We won the game. We won won the bounce. Oh my god. And then they lost to Phoenix after having a 13-point lead in the fourth quarter. Fantastic stuff. Same old Lakers. Well, it was uh, a great reception, obviously. You know, this is a very special place for me, and to be recognized by the fans was incredible. And you know, I'm definitely very grateful to them for the reception, but also for my my time here, which is you know amongst the the best years of my life. In the fourth quarter, they put on a charge uh, defensively. We were able to force some turnovers. What was going on on the court out there? I thought we got really stagnant. You know, we uh, we got pretty one-dimensional and stagnant, and the ball stopped moving, and uh, we got a little predictable. And we, we missed some shots, but we turned it over. And uh, you know, I thought our defense was pretty good all night, but we just stopped scoring. I think we only scored 13 in the fourth quarter. So the Memphis Grizzlies have traded forward Rudy Gay to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, the Grizzlies received point guard Jose Calderon from Toronto as part of the deal. And um, Tayshawn Prince and Austin Day, they've had expiring contracts in Detroit. They've gone to Memphis, and the Raptors also sent Ed Davis and a second-round pick to Memphis too. So they picked up a few decent players. Rudy Gay was averaging sort of 17.2 points a night and 5.9 rebounds. And it's it's an interesting trade for financial terms because it frees up 
Grizzly cap space for next season. Not that there's any one big that they could possibly get next season. Money talks, but, though, if you really think about it. The, the one thing that, as much as it makes financial sense from the salary cap point of view, I, just, I don't understand why you would ship out your franchise player and your team's leading scorer. And especially if you've got aspirations of challenging um, in the, the West to try and actually get somewhere. Um, it's From a basketball point of view, to me, it just doesn't sit right. It doesn't make sense. But I can understand from a commercial point of view as to why they've done it. And as you mentioned earlier, it's unfortunately a, a business as opposed to a sport at the moment. And I think that is what holds the most weight when you look at this trade as a businessman as opposed to a sports fan. In terms of a three-way trade, though, I think it's probably a win-win for everybody involved because you look at Toronto, they now go from being a team who don't really know if they have a superstar to a team that does have you know, a superstar in Rudy Gay. And he will bring, he'll bring that production to Toronto. They, they need it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. And there were, people were saying that maybe if this deal had happened before the season began, Toronto would be one of the top teams in the East because Rudy Gay is that one star man you need. And if you look at you know the history of all the big franchises and teams, the ones that are most successful are the guys who've got the superstars. And that's the whole way the CBA ruling was trying to work last year when we had the lockout was that it was trying to split up all, you know, get rid of the power of the superstars in this league. But it's it's... Players still want to go and play in big cities, and Rudy Gay can go in Toronto. I, I don't know if you'd call it a bigger market than Memphis. I know Memphis is a small market, so Toronto would probably make more sense if you wanted to go for money and stuff. But he's he becomes the man when he goes there. Whereas if he stayed in Memphis, he you know they had a big three. They had Zach Randolph and Mark Gasol, so he was there. He was their star man. He was scoring a lot of points and. I think his last game for them, he, he had 27 points and hit a couple of you know really important field goals to keep them in the game. So I think Metfus are going to probably regret losing him, and they definitely did when I saw them play against the Thunder last night. Um, they just couldn't score for ages in the first quarter. They really struggled. They had something like 17 shots, and only put like nine of them down in the first quarter, which was ridiculous. And Oklahoma just went off on them, and you know they were nine for nine for their first nine attempts. So <laughs> they kind of really struggled. But I think Memphis have gone from being what I don't know, if Andy, if you'd agree, but consider them like a possibly a top five Western Conference team, if not higher. Yeah, they, they, so they've, they've gone beaten from... the, my, my Spurs every game this season and they were our bogey team in the playoffs last year so i'm i'm glad to see that they're losing some of their big plays just because i'm getting fed up or getting beat off them all the time um but <laughs> y- your statement holds true they are, are definitely a top or were a top five team in the west whether or not um they are this now, trade yeah. I, they're still going to make the playoffs because they've had a good season thus far um but whether or not they're going to be able to hold on to that and and progress from where they went last year, it's a bit of a loss in, in my eyes. It's an interesting one because Tayshawn Prince comes from obviously that championship winning Detroit team and I think, I don't, I don't know if there's any, any of them left in Detroit anymore, but he comes to, uh, to Memphis and he's, he's a good you know, production player, but he is aging. Austin Day, I think, is, is a difficult one. He's got the talent, but whether he wants to use it or not is a different question. And um, I think Ed Davis is a is a big one that gives them backup for Marcus Soul, which is what they really need. 
when they played the Lakers a few weeks ago in the first quarter, they um, Zach and Mark got into foul trouble. They were both in two fouls each, and it really caused them issues because they didn't really have they didn't know who to bring off the bench. So they've they've secured themselves in terms of their paint play there. So that that'll help them a lot. But I don't know. It's just it's just a it's a shame that teams nowadays feel the need to trade away players just so they can you know clear cap space because like the lakers have gone all in and literally they're screwed for like the next few seasons if nothing works this year so well who, <laughs> who's coming like up in the um free agency is there any big names i i can't think of any off the top of my head not that i can think of this season no because <laughs> that would make sense if they're doing it you know to try and free up cap space to try and get somebody in yeah but out out with that you know, to to a sports fan like you and I, it just doesn't seem the, the most sensible thing to do. No, it's it's just it's just a weird one. I mean, the Pistons are they're in the market for two sort of young perimeter players to build around, and um, they've they've not got that. They've got Jose Calderon who will come in, but he he'll be a free agent by the end of the summer anyway because his because his contract's expiring. So. <laughs> Whether he wants to stay, you know, in Detroit will be a different question. So it's an interesting one for all the teams involved. But Tayshawn Prince turns 33 like two days ago. Or t- sorry, turned 33 like two days ago. So you know, it, it, you, you've you've swapped fairly decent talent for you know someone you, you're not going to rely on. But I guess as a freeway trade, it, it kind of works out, and everybody gets gets what they want. So. Maybe they're going to wait for Howard to come out of the Lakers and trade for him in the off-season. Yeah, that, that's, there's a possibility of that. <laughs> but, I mean, when you've got Mark Gasol and Zach Randolph there already, I don't think you'd... Uh, there were rumours they were going for um, Josh Smith at Atlanta, so <laughs> there's there's no way of knowing what this Grizzly team are doing because one minute they're, everyone's certain they're not going to trade because they, trade they traded away Maurice Spreets, like, you know, a week ago or so. So they were clearing cap room then, and then they... They've obviously cleared more cap room now, so unless they've got plans that they're trying to land someone really big, then it's, it'd be interesting to see how it works. But they're not the they're not the biggest of markets, you know. They're not New York or Miami or Los Angeles, so it's interesting to see. But I think they will make the playoffs. But I I could probably see them struggling to get out of the first round now because in the playoffs you need someone who's you know as tenacious as Rudy Gay because that guy can just he can put up points and he's a scorer in the league and that's what you need nowadays. And I think that what with Toronto having Kyle Lowry and him, I think they could be a serious contender in the East next season at least. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, Toronto works out with this. the difference in the energy and the effort in this game that maybe wasn't there earlier in the season for a game like this? Well, we're playing uh, smarter. You know, we're controlling the pace a lot better. You know, defensively, we're, uh, you know, we're coming up with good strategies and we're sticking to them. 14 assists for you, your career high is 15. How has your mindset kind of maybe adjusted or shifted with this team just trying to figure out what it needs? Well, I mean, just really, you know, I, I tried to sit back and let Steve play make a little too much and you know, put me on the finishing end of plays too much. And you know, I got to relieve some of that pressure off of him and, you know, collapse defenses and make plays for others. So, you know, I'm really preparing that way. What kind of impact does this win have on maybe turning the corner? Well, you know, I think it's good for us. You know, we uh, we show that we can come up with a good plan and we can stick to it and we can execute it. And down the stretch, we can make big plays. I got to tease you a little bit. Just one rebound. You couldn't get one rebound in the entire fourth quarter for a triple-double? Sometimes, sometimes it's hard for the little fellas. You know what I mean? It's... It's, it's hard for me to climb those trees sometime and get those boards. But you knew you were close, right? 
Yeah, but you know, I, I, I was around the basket, just didn't bounce my way. Bad effort, Kobe. Bad effort. Congratulations Thank on the you. win. Thank you. I know you've been wanting to talk about this one for a little while, so gosh, your man, Mr. Bryant. My man. Your man, uh, your man love. Mr. Kobe proving Bryant. Old, yeah, proving old dogs can learn new tricks. But then again, so is Paul Pierce. I think they're, they're both adapting a bit at the moment, aren't they? The mumba has learned to pass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you wouldn't have had passing and Bryant in the same sentence normally, but um, what was it, 20-plus assists in his last three games? Yeah, ahead of Nash like, for his yeah. assists, that's just unheard of. I think the Lakers have found something. They've, I don't know what it is, but they've found whatever it is, and it, it worked fantastically well against Oklahoma last Sunday night, which was the first Sunday, the first Sunday, the first Sunday night game that was actually broadcast on uh, Sky Sports with their new deal, and um, it was certainly an interesting one to watch. But um, no, it's, it's interesting to see how. Kobe has adapted to his players and he came out tonight actually with an interesting tweet saying that um, he considers Dwight a friend and because someone was asking him about his relationship with Shaq and he was like oh I didn't get on with Shaq and then like well what about Dwight and he's like oh I like Dwight Dwight's my friend <laughs> so <laughs> they obviously want to play together There's everyone, uh, people have been saying that um, Dwight has said he wants to stay in LA but you know that would be interesting to see if, if the Lakers don't win then he will or not but no, I think um, Kobe is definitely taking sort of you know playmaking responsibilities to it in his own way, and it's it's helping the team out. I mean, Nash is sort of I don't know. He looks a little bit lost at the moment, Steve Nash. But well, Dwight definitely talking about Nash. I, I read um, an article earlier in the week that um, they broke down all of Kobe's assists for those three games, and Nash benefited the most. So if you think about it, getting Nash. To his, he's always got his go-to spot on just off center at, at the top of the key, and Kobe was hitting him with his passes. For I think it was thirty percent of all of um, Kobe's assists went to Nash, and you know if you think about it, Nash very rarely scores anything less than three points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they've they've unleashed sort of you know Nash's three-point shooting ability, and I think he showed that against the Thunder because he had a couple of wide-open shots. And like Kobe giving up the ball to Meta, who's wide open, and Meta hits the three. Like that was re- that would rarely happen. I think the last time I saw that happen was probably the finals. But no, it's it's definitely great to see for, for a, as a Laker fan to see Kobe sort of adapting to you know these other superstars because he's been sort of not necessarily the lone superstar in Los Angeles for the last few seasons, but he's you know he's been the main man for a long time in in, in Los Angeles. So it's definitely great to see him passing the ball and giving it up to to younger players and Dwight I think they have to they they have to keep Dwight happy because if they can keep him Dwight is the future of the franchise without doubt I mean you've got not he's not necessarily the best you know the best center and defensive player this year but next year if he keeps playing the way he does he he will be and if the Lakers can stay injury free because that's been a big problem this year is the injuries they've had no but none of them have had time to gel because they've just all been you know on and off the court at different times so now we're seeing them all back and they're all fairly fit although Dwight's out again tonight surprise surprise and um no it's it's just good it's just good to see finally the Lakers uh, winning games which your San Antonio Spurs have got quite used to recently <laughs> was it six, 16 straight at home or something ridiculous yeah yeah, yes, they're, they're going pretty well, but we'll see uh, we'll see how they can keep up the pace because they're not the youngest of uh, chickens anymore. 
No, they're not. <laughs> I would, I would not, normally, I would say the All-Star break will be good because not many Spurs get picked because of their age. However, yeah. you've got Parker and Duncan in, in there, which, you know, they, they deserve it on merit. Parker, I think, was player of the month or player of the week. He's just been putting up absolutely ridiculous numbers of late. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still. I think the Spurs are still probably the team. When they get to the playoffs, I think they're probably still the team to beat because they just there's something about them where they just niche and unlike the Thunder, I think that they've got the veteran experience to get themselves all the way through to the finals and win it, and they know how to get there. They've done it before. <laughs> they've done it three. T- they've done it three times, in fact. So it should be interesting. Um, as, as a non-Lakers fan, going to pose this to you: What do you think of Powell being benched for Earl Clark? Um. I, I like the fact that Antony can do that, that he has <laughs> has the stones to be able to do that, because if you would think about it, Powell would be a starter for for anybody. But in fairness, I've only seen a couple of games since we recorded last, and he's been slow tracking back on defense. He's been terrible on the boards. He hasn't been shooting well. So... Bench him is a good idea, I think, because that will not only show Pau Gasol, hold on, I need to get my finger out here and buck my ideas up, but it also breathes new light in to the team as well. It freshens it up a little bit. And perhaps that's part of why Kobe went on his assist run, because he didn't have the go-to man that he has had for the last few years. So I like the fact that it's been done. I don't think it's going to remain that way for the rest of the season, but it's it's good, and it's a. I think it's the fresh air that your team needed. Yeah, I have to say I'm, I'm, I agree with you. But for the last like three games, four games, the the Lakers bench production because Powell's been not part of the bench has gone literally through the roof, and they now have what you'd consider a good bench. Whereas before they just. You know they had a couple of players who could score, but they they weren't a good bench. Now with Powell on the bench, they are a good bench, and Powell definitely brings something different. You know when he's coming onto the court, and Earl Clark starting at, at power forward helps out Dwight because he can you know he can run off the pick and roll and he can hit the three, and that's what he's been doing against the Thunder. He was hitting the three, and he's been something. That's something that Powell was never too spot on at Powell can hit the free there's no doubt about it but Clark has has been a, a bit more accurate with throwing down those daggers from beyond the three point line so it's definitely interesting to see but I think it it, it was brave of D'Antoni to do it and I know he's pissed he's, he's certainly pissed Powell off and he's pissed other people off but the team is, is benefiting from it in exactly the same way as they're benefiting from you know Kobe passing the ball and not shooting it 30 shots a night <laughs> yeah, you're right you know as much as you're gushing about Clark he's no he's no bonner no. <laughs> <laughs> holding on to his knee. Holding on to his knee and down. Derek Rose is humble. He's quiet. He's not assuming. All of those things are true. But the biggest thing about it is look at what has happened to our world. We've got media whores all over the place. People did do anything for attention. Just read the tabloids, okay? So what happens is, is that when you have somebody, and not only that, the Twitter world and everything else, the more followers you build, the more you're able to market yourself, the more you're able to monetize your brand, quote unquote. These athletes, particularly 
are very in tune with that stuff. And what has happened is it's become as much of a priority as doing their jobs and winning. With somebody like Derrick Rose, doesn't care about any of that. Doesn't want to be bothered with it. All he wants to do is play. So uh, going on to Bulls-related news, because we know that uh, the Chicago Bulls as a franchise are probably one of the more popular ones over here in the UK. Uh, Derek Rose has been going through full contact drills. What do you think of this? Soon to be back from what Luol Deng and other Bulls players have been tweeting. I, I, they're going to need him. They really are going <laughs> to. Um, Bulls have been playing some stellar defense. I've, uh, I've only seen them a few times. I sound like a broken record, I know. But... Um, they they do lack his offensive presence. You know, in, in fairness, when he's on his game, I would probably say he's the best point guard in the league. Um, hey, you look at a guy who can put up 48 points in a night in a playoff game against Atlanta. Not many people can do that. <laughs> this is true. I just hope that he doesn't get rushed back into it. It's good that he's close to going back to full fitness and going into his drills, but they need him fit. They can't have a third season on in a row with him having some sort of an injury. No, I, I, I think you're right there. It's just, it's interesting though, because we've had obviously Rose with his ACL tear last, last playoffs. And now we've had Rondo in this week. He's had an ACL tear. So it's very interesting to see how two franchises such as the Bulls and Celtics adapt to this. And I think Chicago have just sort of, you know, they've ground down, they've just become a real solid defensive unit. And, They'll stick themselves in there until the playoffs, and they—I think—they're relying right now on the fact that Rose will come back and that he'll have possibly a better season than he, he's had done before. I mean, there's there's rumours that he might be like, you know, he might have the effect of someone like Adrian Peterson in the NFL, where he comes back and he puts up his best stats and his best points of you know his career. So it'd be interesting to see how he does come back. I mean, to come back from an ACL tear within you know what twelve months, it'll be incredible and he's a great player and I think one that the league sorely misses I mean I certainly the first thing I remember about going to NBA London a few years ago was the giant god knows how big it was 50 meter cardboard cutout of Derek Rose dunking on someone I mean that was cool in, in you know, fact it, Derek Rose <laughs> is probably the, the most advertised NBA player over here um, yeah, yeah, without a doubt, it's on telly quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's obviously there's a lot to do with sponsorships and everything. But um, he is he is the face. I remember going to a Scottish Cup final um, a couple of years back with my brother, and it was Derek Rose. You know, it's like, hold on, we're at a, a Scottish Cup <laughs> final for football, and D Rose is being advertised here. It's like, what's going on? Why is it not Deng or why is it not Bron? But you know, you, you can't argue with the guy's marketing appeal. He's he's one of the top five probably recognized players around the world. Um, so, and he plays for the Chicago Bulls. This is very true. <laughs> <laughs> so they they need to not so much wrap him up in bubble wrap, but they need to ensure that he doesn't have a repeat of this injury. They need to play it safe, and if that means having him as a bench player for the rest of the regular season to get him fit for the playoffs, do it. Don't rush him back. It's going to take him a little while to get up to speed with things and getting up to the physicality of the league because I'm sure their running isn't going to be the prettiest and the man's going to get beaten on. Oh, yeah. And he's going to have to be willing to, to you know, put that body on the line when it comes to the playoffs because 
the bull, the Bulls aren't going to get an easy game. Like whenever they play, people just, especially in the Eastern Conference, people always want to beat Chicago because you know they are that team. They are MJ's team, and they just people want to beat them night in, night out. So it'll be interesting to see if he can compete with the the full intensity of the league. I mean, one of the things you hear from a lot of the rookies this season. Um, is that they they're struggling to adapt to you know the intensity and the pace because every night there's players out there who are on top of their game like you know LeBron James every night he brings MVP performances and Derek Rose was like that a few years ago but it'll be interesting to see if he can you know come back and put start putting up the same numbers with his injury I think I don't know it's a difficult decision I mean you could possibly keep him until the start of next season you know give him the uh, pre-season to work out any kinks and stuff but if they get to the playoffs and he he could be the missing link they need and if they can bring him back then I guess they'll they'll bring him back without any question <laughs> but moving on to uh, the New Orleans Hornets who have now become the New Orleans Pelicans what do you think of this? <laughs> You, your laugh says it. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm all up for name changes and you know re- rebranding your your franchise. Um, there there was a rumor it was going to be uh, last year that the name was going to be happening, but it's now going to come off to next year. So, in, in fairness, it's it's a name more than anything else. Um, I'm I'm not too sure what is driving the change. Um, and I'm not in fairly, I'm not at all confident as to what the significance of the pelican is to New Orleans. I don't know if it's the state bird or something. I think it's a native bird, yeah. So that that would then that would make sense moving it from. Um, They've got a good young core to work around, so it'll be interesting to see how they get on. But I know that um, there's been certainly some mock-up images of that pelican with an Anthony Davis monobrow, which are brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least that would be awesome but it, I think it takes them down the sort of same road that the New Orleans Saints went when they sort of you know they did new new logos and new kits and whatnot. so it'll be interesting to see but the uh, the Hornets name is possibly going up for grabs and one of the teams that is rumoured to be wanting it is Charlotte so they'd, it'd be the Charlotte Hornets again mm-hmm. I, didn't but I, know, realize I, that I think it's a cool looking logo I like the look of it but I didn't realise the name you'd need the name to be up for, for grabs I've yeah, there's, 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 there. well, the the same's going possibly going on with Seattle because obviously the Kings might be moving to Seattle and they might just become the Sonics again. But there's a lot of debate as to whether or not they should do that because obviously they'll have the name of the Sonics, but they won't have the history of the Sonics. If you get what I mean, because mm-hmm. the true Sonics are now in Oklahoma. <laughs> yes, <that's laughs> so it, it, it's interesting to see. But I, I think it's a cool looking logo. It, it certainly looks mean. I think it'll look nice on kits, but. No, it's definitely a, a weird one. It's not the the first team I could think of a name change for. <laughs> well, it'll be good. I think I think the best thing that will come out of that is if you do get the old uh, the old Hornets back. But we'll need to wait and see if they pick it up or not. So moving on to uh, the New York Knicks, they're in mighty fine form at the moment, and uh, Carmelo Anthony is carrying on his crazy MP, MP, uh, MP3 MVP <laughs> you might listen to his MP3 before he's putting up his MVP numbers. no 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 he's got, he's got an iPod he doesn't have a generic MP3 player <laughs> <laughs> and he scored 20 points to set a team record of his 30th straight 20 point game the other night against the Orlando Magic in what was a blowout win of 113 to 97 and the threes were raining um, how do you think this puts the Knicks in you know are they your favourites for the Eastern Conference or are you still rocking with the Miami Heat? 
Um, because they're playing some damn fine basketball at the moment, and all of this with Amare coming off the bench. Yeah, and and I think if they keep Amare on the bench as much as he is, <laughs> stay there. The, the, the character <laughs> that he is, in much the same way you were saying that Powell makes the Lakers bench better, Amare makes the Knicks bench better but not only that the fact he's sitting down he makes the starting team better as well <laughs> i wouldn't say he's that his face right enough <laughs> he's not walking around punching fire hydrants like last season <laughs> exactly um <laughs> however i i think you'd be foolish to look past the heat for eastern conference champions i think the the knicks will run them right down to the wire um the Bulls, I think they're sitting third at the minute. They would, um, as much as we were talking about D. Rose potentially coming back, I can't see them challenging. So I really do think it's between the Heat and the Knicks. And if it came down to head-to-head, I think I think the Heat would maybe edge it. I think the one thing about this Knicks lineup is it, it works against that Miami, you know, that small lineup we talked about last, last show. Yep. Where they they you know they put LeBron at the power forward. I think this works out quite well because obviously they could play Melo against James and Chandler, who's without doubt the defensive player of the year so far, against Chris Bosh, and then they match up pretty well with Felton and Shumpert and you know White or whoever they decide to play, or even you know J.R. Smith comes off the bench. I mean he's having a fantastic season. So you've got you've got Smith coming off the bench, you'll get your double figures tonight. You've got Amare coming off the bench, you'll get your double figures tonight. Corey Brewer when he's on form will get you double figures tonight and Steve Novak is always you know he's always a constant threat from beyond the three point arc so I think it it would be I, that's the matchup I want right now I want the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat in the, the Eastern Conference Final oh, because yeah. I think it Definitely. would I think it would go all the way this year and as something that sounds funny because last year I'd have been laughing if you'd have said it that, you know in a year's time the Knicks will be one of the favourites for the East because they just looked an absolute mess and they they they've sorted that out now and they they actually look fantastic and I think Anthony's finally sort of settled in after what was probably a difficult move from Denver because you know he was there for years and he sort of carried that franchise and now he's gone to New York and he's he's the spotlight of everything and I think the the Stoudemire thing on the bench works really well and it's working the same way as you mentioned about Powell so it's interesting to see how there's a mix of these star players now who are popping on the bench and popping off. I mean, I don't know if Amare's been willing to do so because I haven't checked a lot of the Knicks news, but I can imagine he, he wasn't too happy about it. So it's just interesting to see small lineups sort of taking over the NBA at the moment, especially in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and I think, I think the one person you didn't touch on from the Knicks that I think has been doing a stellar job is Jason Kidd. He's really fit into that, that point guard role. Um, and I, I think that's what they were missing. You know, you had the whole insanity last year. He's uh, he's struggling and he's been he's been found wanting um, at the Rockets this season. So the fact that they managed to get somebody of kids' experience in, uh, I, I think, has been has been vital to how well they're doing. And as you've already mentioned, Tyson Chandler has just been a machine on the defensive end. And providing they can keep him fit, uh, I would say, as much as Melo is in blistering form you don't really have anybody putting up the defensive numbers that Chandler is at the minute in the team. Because no. we've had, we had the debate last show about Amari coming out and saying, I don't do defense. So you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't naturally say, take Chandler out, put 
Stoudemire in. I, I would say from a defensive point of view, if he wasn't injured, I, I'd have Marcus Camby in there. Yeah, it'd be an, I, I think you're right. They've brought in a nice mixture of the veteran players. And if you look around the league right now, the teams that have got a nice mix of youth, talent and veteran players seem to be you know, the ones that are prospering. You look at San Antonio, you look at the Clippers. They've all got bench players who have been in the league for for several years now. So I think Jason Kidd's definitely been a big one. And games against Brooklyn, he has definitely been one of the deciding factors. <laughs> Even if he did score a game winner that wasn't a game winner. <laughs> <laughs> but um, talking about the Clippers, they actually lost last week to the Portland Trailblazers, who are on a roll again, as I may say so. Um, the Marcus Aldridge also hit a game winner two nights ago, I believe it was, against Dallas. So they've beaten Dallas yet again off a uh, Aldridge game-winning shot. They're, they're, making, they're making a real push for it right now. And I, I think um, there's something definitely special going on in Portland right now and we're going to talk about the rookies later on and it'll be interesting to see what um, Andy's opinions are of uh, Damian Lillard because I've watched him quite a lot this season and I think I've, I've fallen head over heels for the guy <laughs> oh dear Kobe will be upset with you hey Kobe's old what can I say <laughs> <laughs> are you training him in for a younger model yeah that's, that's just what I'm doing <laughs> just go back to what we mentioned earlier about um, Rondo being out for the Celtics how do you think that affects you know the Celtics season because Danny Ainge has come out today saying that he's willing to, you know, to, to consider big trade offers. So I don't know where they could possibly go. I mean, if you've got Carnet and Pierce, who are probably your best players, I mean, would, do you think they still bring a bottle of trade value, or uh, are they going to have to get into their young, younger core? Which I don't think Doc would be too happy about. I, seeing as he I don't think it would make basketball sense to go for either of those two because they are veterans of the league. You're only going to get a, a season at best two out of them but um, Pierce is falling into that same category as Brian at the minute he is he's taken up that leadership role and has been dishing out almost as many assists as Kobe has for the Celtics in the absence of Rondo so I can see why Doc would be concerned that Pierce may be not be able to keep up this momentum and he might want to get rid of him but I don't know who you'd who you'd get in now Celtics are a very big franchise, so I'm sure a lot of players would, would like the opportunity to play for such a big team. But I can't think right now who would want to go, and you would need to be looking at a three- or four-way trade to try and get somebody of that sort of caliber into the team. You know it would have made sense. Really gay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's not, not going to happen. Yeah, but for any of you out there who have been living under a rock for the last few weeks... Um, Rondo was diagnosed with an ACL tear last week, um, which was a Sunday night, another one of the Sky Sports Sunday night games. Um, the Celtics played the Miami Heat, and they actually beat them after triple overtime, after double overtime. Sorry, And it was just a weird game, because obviously they were out without Rondo. Um, none of the players knew about this injury, and um, it was quite telling at the end that uh, I think it was Doris Burke interviewed Paul Pierce, and you know, she said, do you realise Rondo's out with an ACL tear? And he just sort of... You know, he looked like he was about to break down tears. So it's it's definitely an interesting one for Boston, especially because they've built this whole, they've built their their new look franchise around Rondo. I mean, he's he's their man right now. They've you know, Ray Allen's left, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett are both getting on a bit, and they're bringing in younger players to sort of fit around Rondo. And he he's out for possibly another year, so it'll be 
interesting to see how they tackle the rest of the season. I mean, they're not they're not great at the moment in terms of where they are in the league standings, but I don't know who they trade. I mean, I'm in the same position you you just said. I, I do not know who the hell who's going to take an aging Kevin Garnett or an aging Paul Pierce. I mean, you're not the only person you would take would be Rondo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So and he's injured. It, so. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see who who they can find, unless it's going to be them clearing out the whole backlog of their roster, trying to get a, a single player in. Um, but, it, you know, no doubt he is a huge, huge loss to them. But we just need to see if the other guys can, can pick it up. Have they, is it Courtney Lee they've got as well? Um, yeah, Courtney, Courtney Lee's on the bench, obviously. And they've um, got Barbosa Jason, as well. Jason Terry is probably... How could I forget is, the Jet? Yeah. Dear me, shame on me. The Jet, the jet is, he had a massive game against against Miami the other night so he's, he, I think he might be the one who prospers from this he'll probably get a lot more playing time than he was going to get but I think Courtney Lee's a great player for them to bring off the bench the guy is a knockdown shooter he can hit threes he, he just he just scores so I don't think I don't think they lack the offensive firepower but Rondo just brings them something little special he brings what you know we talked about about Kobe earlier on he brings that playmaking ability he is that you know that Peyton Manning of what you need for the NBA you need someone who can who can find the pass and the teams that are doing well right now are the teams that have got players like this you can you know make those those inch perfect passes behind two defenders and you know leave it for an easy bucket so I think it's an interesting one for Boston but I I think they're going to struggle I don't I don't know if they'll make the playoffs because there's other teams charging you know up behind them so they could quite easily slip out but there's definitely enough talent there for them to stay in the running you're right it's whether or not they're going to go <laughs> any distance in the league could we see a season without the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers in the playoffs no no <laughs> I, I, I can't see that happening I really can't see that happening maybe after the really? first round but yeah you're that both teams will come together. They'll they'll scrape through, even if it's by a ball hair. They will get there. They will be in the playoffs. Well, well there's a, there's funny rumours going around tonight on Twitter because uh, tonight the Lakers play and they're on the road and they're not doing too great on the road, as as we all know. So it, it's just it's just a weird one because they've won 19 straight against the Timberwolves. So if they lose tonight, then it will be the end of the world for Lakers fans. <laughs> <laughs> I think this season's probably been the most closely contended season I've seen in the long while. You're only saying that because your team isn't doing as well as you thought they might do. One of the things I'm trying to do is uh, find out which one of you guys has got the best English accent. That's not me. (laughs) I don't even want to do that. Oh, no, no, I don't don't got it. I don't really have an English accent. I got like a down south accent or something. I don't know. My best English accent. Oi, mate. (laughs) It's not me, almighty, eh? (laughs) I really can't. I, I, I really can't. Very proper people here. <laughs> so I like that. I really, I really, I really don't have it. I don't, you don't have, have it. You don't have an English accent. I don't have an English accent. Not even, not even a semi no, attempt or something. I'm not even an attempt. I really don't. I, I really don't have one. <laughs> I really don't. Can you give me your best English accent, block? So also last week we, we put up a thing on um, our blog relating to the funding for British basketball. Now it was going to be cut by the UK Sport Board. Um, it's now not been cut, which is fantastic news. I think Luol Deng wrote a pretty long and considerable length letter to 
the Prime Minister stating that you know he thought it was ridiculous that they were cutting funding and that this Olympic legacy that they were going on about has been sort of ruined. I mean, do you, what do you think about it, or do you think them even considering cutting it was ridiculous? I mean, they weren't on about this Olympic legacy, and they're just you know they're cutting away wrestling, like water sports, basketball, hockey, all these sports are you know they're possibly losing funding. So it's just a weird one. I think, first of all, it was all our fabulous listeners and Twitter followers that got the <laughs> got the petition over the line. So thank you, every one of you who signed up. Um, but no, on, on a bit more of a serious note, I think it was really bizarre that they were cutting it in the first place. Um, it's... I Being in the UK, we, we know how difficult it is to get behind a sport like this because not only from a funding point of view, it's not a big sport over here. Unfortunately, BBL attendances aren't the highest. Um, the, the franchise teams that, that come over, they draw in all your hardcore fans and out with that, it's still treated unfortunately as a minority sport in Britain. And I think it was that, was the reason as to why there was probably going to be some cutting on it. With Same with all the other sports that, that you mentioned there, maybe with the exception of hockey, because I think the majority of uh, schools and colleges and universities still play that at quite a high level. Um, so I'm, I'm very surprised that they even considered cutting it, considering the amount of support, the, the fan base for... Th- the British basketball team during this year's Olympic, uh, sorry, last year's Olympics. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's obscene that they would even think that, but I'm glad to hear that for Rio Janeiro in 2016, that the guys have got their funding. I don't think Britain will set the world on fire. Um, mainly because we don't have the players of that sort of caliber to compete with, um, the NBA players purely because it's still treated as a minority sport over here and and that mentality needs to change first before we can even start of dreaming about having some sort of a future in the sport in a few years time because right now there isn't much in terms of youth progression that i've seen um hitting the nba because obviously that's the elite league in the world that's where all the players want to strive to be We've only got a couple of folks over there, so that's, that's not even good enough to try and get a starting team out in the Olympics. So we need, we need to back these guys and, and, and chuck some money at it and see where it goes. I think we want to get to level. I mean, I hate to bring them up again, but the Aussies, I think we want to bring, bring up a, a, a to get basketball to the point where it's, it is a decent-sized sport in, you know, in the UK and we've got multiple players you know, playing overseas in the NBA and you know, in European leagues. Whereas right now, I mean, there's probably like what three or four people in the NBA that you can think of right now. And we've had players in there in the past who've been quite successful, but that, not recently. Nothing's kicked off. And I think keeping the funding alive is the biggest thing. I mean, Luol Deng and his letter put... You know, how can you wipe off something that is, you know, the fastest growing sport on the planet, the second biggest sport on the planet? And basketball is such an easily accessible game. All you need is, you know, some concrete, two hoops and a ball. That's literally all you need. You don't need anything else. Whereas the funding for something like rugby or football, you have to have the pitch, you have to have the pitch maintained, things like that. 
Whereas basketball is a lot different. You could play basketball indoors, outdoors, you know, all over the place, really. So I don't, I I don't you, know about around Norwich, point. but if you're looking out and about, let's say you, you, you're driving to and from work, right? I don't see any hoops anywhere in and around where I live, right? And I think that needs to change. You know, if, if I go down south and I go home, I was, I was home last week and seeing my parents, and um, just going to the shops, I went past two basketball courts. Now, they weren't bona fide, dedicated, you know, hardwood floor. We're talking outdoor basketball courts, right? Yeah. Up here, nothing. Where I am just now, nothing. And, and it's that mentality that needs to change. Even if it's – I even saw – um, in London, a kind of combo court that had uh, it was like a five-a-side football goal, and then yeah, it, there's a lot of them around. Then it? in the middle, it had the the pole and the hoop at either end, you know. And even if it's something like that, get it out because even when the guys have finished having a kick around, they can pick the ball up and try and have some hoops. And and it's that that's what we need, and and that's what we don't have. And it it just shows you that. They're not forward-thinking enough when it comes to this particular sport, and it, it frustrates me. It really does, especially being a fan <laughs> of the sport. You've angered, you've, you've angered Big Andy D, yes. UK sport. Beware. <laughs> Keep your house locked tonight, I would. <laughs> hey, you can if you want. Uh, it's your world, man. Uh, I mean, on, on behalf of you know, myself and, and my teammates, we just want to thank you, um, you know, to piggyback what Spoh said for the hospitality, uh, for allowing us to be, I mean, in the White House. I mean, we're in the White House. <laughs> I mean, and Coach said, Brad said it's real casual, so, I mean, we kids from Chicago and Dallas, Texas and Michigan and Ohio and South Dakota. South Dakota. <laughs> Miami. I mean, we <laughs> and we in the White House right now. This is like, hey, Mama made it. <laughs> all, uh, all I got to say is, uh, we got a ten-day contract left. Yeah. <laughs> Pick my man up. You, you guys could use a shooter. My point guard. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. You guys got but moving on, um, President Obama welcomed the Miami Heat to the White House. Did you check out the video of this? I did, yes. And he, he was saying <laughs> that um, it was his pickup game that was the ultimate... Um, Tester for the yeah, players. For, yeah, for the guys. He invited to the <laughs> I was like, brilliant. Well, it was interesting to me because it was actually all over Sky Sports News, which was interesting for once, because obviously they got the license for the NBA and stuff. So now... You can switch on Sky Sports News and you'll get NBA highlights and things like that. And it's just, it's taken a lot of getting used to after years of, you know, having to go online and NBA.com and stuff. So it's a nice thing to be able to go on Sky Sports News and see LeBron James taking the pee out of, you know, Mom, I'm on TV. Exactly. <laughs> Mom, I'm in the White House. <laughs> I made it, Mom. <laughs> but then that, that just goes to show you that even the, the superstar that he is, he could be humbled by that sort of experience. 
Oh yeah, he said, didn't he? They were like, you know, we're we're just lads who grew up in, you know, Cleveland, Ohio, and who I can't, who was it? Mike Miller said something, didn't he? And everyone burst into laughter. It was like, oh, South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just from, you know, they're normal backgrounds, which is also great about probably the the way the U.S. sports work in general, because these guys, you know, they work at it from high school, they go through college, and then they get there well out of their own merit. They don't get through anything else because you forget. A lot of people forget they don't get paid for playing at college level. I mean, it's a massive thing. Well, they, they don't. Like, they don't get paid from the point of view of not having a wage, but they, no, no, they, no, get, no. they get sponsorships. Yeah. yeah, but it's the same with college football. Like they, they get, they just get their sponsorships, and I mean, this they put their heart and soul into these things, and then they win something like the NBA finals, and they get to see Mr. Barack Obama, and they get all childish, and it's hilarious to watch. <laughs> but that's a big deal. You, you certainly couldn't see, I don't know, uh, Man United rocking up the ten Downing Street having no. the same sort of laugh and jokes with with our prime minister as what they're well, mainly because they're well they're all foreign as well which doesn't help <laughs> <laughs> especially if you talk about Maddie Dyer Jesus <laughs> True. but I did like the touch that you know they gave him the the signed jersey with Obama 44 on the back I thought that was a nice touch we won't have many of them in the White House I wouldn't have thought I think they like. I think they enjoyed it in general because he's a basketball president, isn't he? Whereas you know, before they've they've all been football presidents. So ha- having a president in who's who played basketball at college and stuff, you know, I think it made a difference to him. But the pickup game joke was definitely that was that I like. had stitches. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also related to the Miami Heat, a few must have been just after we did the last show. A uh, a computer tech guy won LeBron James's uh, crazy three point midway court shot thing. He won $75,000 and a hug from LeBron James. Well, I don't know if you can call it a hug. It was more, it was like, more like a tackle. <laughs> it was more like, I'm going to tackle you and then grope you and then pull you to the floor, which was a bit weird. In, in fairness, that was probably more of the highlight than, than the check itself. You know, How many times can you say that you've had a big bear hug? Big manly bear hug and a roll on the floor with LeBron James in front of 25,000 people. Yeah, well, I put an article up about it, and I put that he was showing off his tackling prowess for possibly joining the rugby, joining the rugby league or the NFL team or something. Because <laughs> obviously, we all know his contract's up, so maybe he's uh, registered for a different sport. I don't know, but well, the, it was, uh, was it not the Bears who said to him, "Come and train with us. We'll have you in our team." Yeah, that's one of the big. Another, yeah. I can't remember if it was the Bears or not, but one of the big teams asked if him and Kevin Durant wanted to come for tryouts during the lockout last that year. That was right. That. Yeah, that was it. Because they both they both they both played flag football. The Browns. They? They that's what it was. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> that's what it was. That would be nuts. But the thing is, that maybe not so much Durant because I think he's quite slight. As much as he's very quick and athletic, I think he'd get snapped in half if he hit one tackle. But at least. With Bron, there's a bit of substance to him. You know, I I think he would he would definitely hold his own as a back in the NFL. You certainly right. wouldn't see him at the line of scrimmage for anything, anyway. Well, we, you say that Kevin Durant could be a pretty nifty wide receiver or something like that. I reckon. Oh no, he'd be quick, but I don't think he'd be what? able to to hold off a tackle. Take the punishment. Yeah. <laughs> God, look at us talking NFL. Hey, eh? dearie me. I know. It's like an all-American sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Kevin Durant, anyway, last time we were, we did the show, we mentioned that he was on the way to you know to breaking scoring records. He went and broke one the night after, didn't he? Did he? I must have missed that. Fifty-two points he scored the night after we did that podcast. Do you know what it was? <laughs> he listened to us and thought those boys know what they're talking about. He did. Let he scored fifty-two points. Fifty-two points, which is a career high against the Dallas Mavericks in an overtime victory. He literally just went off on one. It was stunning. Absolutely stunning. 
And I, I did actually put a photo from that night on the artwork because obviously it happened a couple of hours after we recorded. So we apologise for that. But he obviously heard the podcast magically somehow. I, I don't know. That's his pre-game routine. <laughs> he, lis- he listens to our, our intro and it G's him up. Uh, don't bring the G ups over here. <laughs> That's, that's, that's an Aussie basketball podcast thing. They can keep that over there. <laughs> so on to the uh, 2013 All-Star Reserves. Tim Duncan of the San Antonio Spurs, Mr. Andy's relative, was uh, My brother from for, another mother. Yeah, his four-team selection, which trails Kobe Bryant by one. And uh, Kevin Garnett by yeah. one. Sorry. And uh, Chris Bosh was selected for his eighth. And he came out basically saying he's now guaranteed. he's now a guaranteed Hall of Famer because he was picked for another All-Star game. I don't know where he's going with that, but I can see him being a Hall of Famer, but I don't know if he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer right now. I think there's quite a few players who you'd pick above him. <laughs> um, Yeah, I, I think you're right there. I, the boy needs a little bit more time. There's no doubt about that he'll get in there. Um, but, but other notable mentions um, for the All-Star, no Kevin Lynn. <laughs> anyway. Dose of humble pie for you, sir. Um, <laughs> Tyson Chandler, we've been we've been waxing lyrical about him on this show. Uh, he makes his first trip there, and uh, Kyrie Irving. You you can't argue with how well he's been playing down at Cleveland. He's been stunning. He gets, you see him hit that game winner against Toronto. Yes. Oh, please tell me you saw that. The commentators are like, "Oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Oh, he's done it." That was they awesome. went crazy, didn't they? Really did. <laughs> Um, and he was never going to miss that shot. No, it was one of those that uh, it was almost live action slow mo. If that makes sense, you could see exactly what he was doing, and you're sitting there with bated breath and watching it go in. Oh, excellent! Does he have another one in him? Bringing the ball down the floor, two to tie, three to win. Now down to five seconds. He's got to go to work. Sizing up Anderson, long three. Missed the fourth quarter. Dribble down, dribble down, and says, "Okay, I'm going to dot your eye right here in the Air Canada Center. Get it in the basket, Cavaliers. Take a one-point lead. Shoot it, Mr. Irving." Anyway, um, another <laughs> team we've been talking uh, highly of on this show was the Bulls and Joakim Noah. He makes his first trip to the All-Stars as well, which I think is pretty good. Just shows you how well uh, that they've been gelling as a team uh, without Derek Rose. And more importantly, Greg Popovich, Coach Pop. <laughs> he is the coach of the Western Conference All-Stars. Uh, the Eastern, at the time of recording, hasn't been picked just yet. So we'll just need to wait and see how it goes. Yeah, I think there's some nice selections in there. I'm I'm amazed someone like Tim Duncan didn't get started, but it'll be interesting to see how the East works out, especially now what with Rondo coming, because he can't play in the All-Star game, can he? So they'll have to find someone to replace him. It'll be interesting to see if they bring in maybe J.R. Smith from uh, the Knicks, or, or maybe even Paul Pierce from the Celtics is, is what a lot of people have been saying. So it'll be interesting to see who will make uh, the All-Star Reserves. But also related to the All-Star Reserves, the, the undersized basketball blog guys uh, spoke to us on Twitter earlier and they said, we would love to hear you guys discuss the Rising Stars roster and who you would take. So I believe this has got something to do with uh, Mr. Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal, who last night on NBA on TNT um, basically said that they're, they're picking the teams this year for the, for the rookie game. 
So uh, I guess we've got our own mini draft. I mean, I c- I'll read out the list of players and then we'll just we'll discuss who we'd pick as our starting five, really. Um, so there's Harrison Barnes from Golden State, Bradley Beal from Washington, Anthony Davis from New Orleans, Andre Drummond from Detroit, Kenneth Fareed from Denver, um, Michael Kidd-Grilkish from Charlotte, Kyrie Irving, who we mentioned earlier, Brandon Knight, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, Chandler Parsons, Alexei Shred, Clay Thompson, uh, Tristan Thompson, Nikola Vujicic, uh, Dion Waiters, Kemba Walker, and Tyler Zeller. So it's a starting five. I'm going to kick it off because I've put a bit of thought into this. A <laughs> 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 point guard. There's no question who I'm taking. I'm taking Mr. Damian Lillard. So it's a good, smart play. Will Martin in there as well. Batum to the corner. Here's Babbitt. Back to Lillard. Lillard for the win. Damian Lillard on this night we thought was going to be a battle of the rookies but he comes up with the biggest shot of the night and they're saying don't go away we've got to review it but I think let's take a look at the instant replay and see it was for sure yeah we can look at it as a formality because without doubt he's rookie of the year right now he's averaging sort of 18 18 points a game 6.5 assists and the guy can play he's just walked straight into this league and looks like he's been in it for a few years and he's without doubt one of the, you know, a top up and coming point guard in the league. So I'd, I'd take Lillard purely for the fact that he can put a team on his shoulders and carry them, which he has, he has done this season. He's hit big games. He's hit, he's hit game winning shots and game tying shots. So he's, he's definitely got himself up there. At shooting guard, I'd take Clay Thompson. Lead at Thompson on his heels. Two oh more. my goodness. I mean, it's just a that shooting clinic. That man can shoot the basketball. The guy, and this is a really bad soccer AM football British phase, guys. He's got serious techers. I mean, <laughs> this guy can just score. He's just insane. I mean, he's on 16.7 points tonight, and he averages sort of four or so rebounds. But he is a scoring machine and along with the rest of that Golden State backcourt at the moment he's, he can light up the, the league and I'd I'd like him in my team to give me that sort of that, that scoring threat at small forward I take the man who I've been raving about all year Michael Kidd Grillchrist comes to Taylor Jeffrey Taylor Kidd Grillchrist accelerates it down two rim wreckers in the same quarter is this Monday or Saturday night <laughs> I'm telling you uh, he's not having a fantastic season stats-wise, but he's just he's he's got great tenacity and he's really feisty on the defensive end of the court. So I like that a lot. And he averages about six rebounds a game, so it's not too bad for for a small forward. But he, he I think he definitely brings a nice defensive edge to the team. Um, and then a power forward, I'd take Kenneth Fareed from Denver. Kobe sat out a bunch of games late, the shin injury, and then <laughs> Kenneth Fareed. The guy is just a beast. And you know what an all-star game is all about. It's about running up the court, dunking it, smacking it in someone else's face. This guy does that regularly, even when it's not an all-star game. So he's definitely in my all-star team just for that. And at centre, I'd take Tristan Thompson. Gary, going left hand. Oh, fouled in by Tristan Thompson. Says, I got your back, big buddy. Double T throws a hammer down in a crowd. 17 for Tristan Kyrie doing a good job of attacking the basket. Double Chief coming right in behind him for the follow-in. Boy, his energy level has just been fantastic in the stretch of game. Because the guy can rebound. He's, he's on sort of 11 points, which isn't bad, and he's averaging about 10 rebounds a game. And for a guy who's who's only six foot nine, which is kind of short in the league for a center, he's 
He's got some serious skills, so that that would be uh, my starting five. As you can see, I've put a bit of thought into that. <laughs> you have, yeah. I would I would disagree with a couple. Don't you be aggressive being with my team? It's my team. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have Kawhi Leonard. Now, yes, you're probably saying I'm a Spurs fan. Ooh, you took it over Spurs, boy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> However, the fact that he's been able to come off the bench and come in and take some education from Tony Parker, um, it just it makes the blend between shooting guard and small forward um, a, a difficult one, but he makes it look so easy. So I would be having him... Um, Next up, I'm surprised you didn't take Mr. Irving from the Cavaliers, as we've been uh, waxing lyrical about him on this particular show. Um, I've got a soft spot for Portland. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. We, we can let you off. But out with that, they would be my two changes to, to your team. Um, Sved, I think, has been putting up some good numbers and having some good minutes at Minnesota. But I think... Out with that, I would be struggling to pick anybody else. You wouldn't take Bradley Beal, who hit a game winner the other night against uh, Portland. No, no, not Portland. Sorry, Thunder. That was a while ago. It, about to Ant- be fairness, I'm only basing my opinions on the players that I've seen play this season, and he's one of those that I haven't seen much of this season. So I don't know much about him to go and put him straight in the starting five. I think the one thing that's probably amazed me about my, my my pick and your pick in general is we both didn't pick Anthony Davis. I mean, the guy was a number one pick, and we've both not taken him. <laughs> yeah, he's just... He, had, Something about he that. had a good Olympics. He had a really good Olympics, and he had a load of promise, but I just don't think he's had the support. In the- Look at who he was playing with on that Olympic team. <laughs> exactly. Down in New Orleans, he hasn't had that support, and he hasn't had the nurturing that he probably would have needed. Um to make our all-important starting five. Yeah, <clears throat> no. We're, I, I like the, the the choice of the eligible players is really nice. Actually, I mean, Kemba Walker, I think, is one of the, the one of the better point guards in the league, and he's definitely going to be fighting it out with Kyrie Irving and you know Lillard for the next few seasons. I think Kawhi Leonard, like you mentioned, he's going to learn off you know such fantastic, talented players there in San Antonio. So he'll without doubt probably be in the you know an all-star game again within his career Bradley Beal's been pretty good in Washington what John Wall's come back and they're five and three with John Wall so they're doing quite well right now um another notable mention for me would be if I hadn't taken Tristan Thompson I'd have taken probably Andre Drummond from Detroit he's putting up solid numbers every night and he looks like one of the best players that Detroit have got right now so it'd be interesting to see how um how he plays in the game but no I think it'll be I think it'll be great to see maybe we can come back to this and see what um Shaq and Chuck take. Well, actually, what are they coming? Is it beginning of Feb, isn't it? They're going to be doing it week today or something? Yeah. There you go. We, we can see if if team, team Chuck and Team Shaq agree with our picks or not. We can let you know. Yeah, agrees with the double clutch starting five. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this has been our nice little round hour podcast, which is what we've, we've tried to aim for each week. So um, we're, we're still getting the blog underway. Got a, a nice new banner up today. I, I spent some time fiddling with things mainly paint because i don't have anything nice and professional he's talking about fiddling <laughs> with the computer people just before you're wondering fiddling with paint 
um, we had a couple of last Sunday when the uh, when the Celtics were playing the Heat and the Lakers were playing the Thunder. We had a lot of people getting involved using the hashtag NBA in the UK, which was really nice to see. And people who I've not seen on Twitter before, so that was cool. Um, it was had- cool for you because you could watch it. I was at my parents who didn't have it, <laughs> so I'm having to have conversations with you lot over Twitter whilst listening to it on internet radio. Ah, uh, you live the life. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's me. It'll teach me um, to go away and not look at my NBA calendar first. Shame on me. <laughs> um, so we, we got a couple of match reports. I did the Boston and Celtics one. Uh, the, the Boston and Celtics one? The, the Heat and the Celtics game. Um, awesome Wells, Tom Wright, he did the, the Lakers game because I thought it'd be a bit funny if I did the Lakers game as well. So just go and check out those over at the, the, the doubleclutchpodcast.wordpress.com. We are looking into getting a proper URL for that. So if it does go up, it will be the doubleclutchpodcast.co.uk with any luck. And um, we might have to move our podcast feed. So we're not going to do it for this show, but probably for the next show. It might be moving across to Libsyn or something, so we'll have to see whether or not you have to resubscribe on a different, I don't know, different well, iTunes we'll, page. We'll run them in tandem for, for a couple of episodes anyway, just so our couple of listeners can update their iTunes. Um, Good idea. And then, then we'll close it all out. We'll have a smooth transition for you guys, don't worry about that. Yeah, and just a quick shout out to uh, Fuzzy Dan, who mentioned us on Twitter earlier on, saying really enjoyed the podcast last week. Uh, it was first time listening. He's actually really enjoying basketball now. It's back on Sky Sports, which is so, so it's obviously a good thing. After all the bitching and moaning me and you did last week, it's obviously a good thing that Sky, Sky Sports have got the little game back. And he said that now it's back on Sky, he can combine it with his basketball knowledge from NBA 2K12. <laughs> and he's, he's, he'll be back on the basketball court. So obviously... Uh, Sky Sports is doing something good, so yeah, awesome. <laughs> and, and not only that, they they've got the rights for the BBL, uh, BBL as well. Bloody hell, that's a mouthful. Um, so they put up weekly magazine highlights as well. And this uh, tonight, actually, so you'll miss it. So uh, catch the replay in the middle of next week. But the Rocks, <laughs> my local team, are on the telly tonight, so I shall uh, enjoy watching them. I followed them on Twitter earlier on with the account, actually, just to see if they follow back. <laughs> Excellent. I didn't let them know that we were Glasgow Rock fans, but, you know. <laughs> Although I found a basketball team in Norfolk. They're not a BBL team or anything, but they are a team, which is good. The Norfolk Vipers, they fo- we followed them on Twitter and they followed us back, so that's cool. So there, there is a... Go for tryouts, mate. Go for it. Dude, I'm like 5'9". That ain't happening. There, there you go. <laughs> you, you're certainly not a small forward contender, but, you know, you might make, a, sh- you might make a shooting guard or a point guard. 5'10", the little Nate, that's what I'll be. Oh, so speaking of Nate, he dunked on someone's face last week. That was awesome. He was Got good. He, he, he put up some crazy numbers the other night when I was... Uh, what, what game was it? I can't remember who it was, but he, <laughs> he, he is... I think he must have the best stop and pop shot going because he was running full pelt after stealing the ball. Literally stopped... On right on the edge of the three and nailed it. And it's like, well, half a second ago, you were doing like 40 mile an hour hitting that. And then it just <laughs> stops, jumps, bang. The man's a freak. And I think as well, he in that same game, he got like three or four blocks. Um, and I can't remember who it is. And the bloke's like 5'9". It's nuts that he was the highest blocker for the Bulls on that particular game. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> Awesome stuff. Um, quickly, just before we go, Andy, if you had to recommend a team to watch right now for a British fan, who would it be? Knicks. 
you'd recommend the Knicks, yeah? Any reason? I I just think... Just because they're the Knicks? <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're playing, I think, the best all-round basketball. Um, you know, the, the Heat are fantastic to watch for highlight reels and spectacular offense, but they're often found wanting at the defensive end. Um and so that's why I would go the Knicks. And, you know, I, I didn't want my heart to say the Spurs because obviously I don't want to tarnish everybody <laughs> with that brush. But they're playing some lovely basketball at the minute as well. And the Bucks, the last couple of games I saw with the Bucks, they're playing some free-flowing stuff. So um, out of all of them, if I had to try and recommend a, a new person to NBA in the UK, it would be the Knicks because obviously they may have heard of the name. They're an established huge franchise and they're playing some really good ball at the minute. Who, who would you pick? I'm going to take someone random who you probably wouldn't think I'd take because I'm not what? taking the Lakers despite the fact they have played quite well recently. I'm reckoning you're going Portland or Milwaukee. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Golden State, baby. Ooh. I'm taking those Warriors. Well, they, they're looking was like playing they well in the last, uh, was it last week. Um, oh yeah, that they are looking good. Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson right now are probably one of the best backcourts in the league when they're playing together. They can both put up ridiculous shots, and this team just shoots all night. I mean, if you want to watch a basketball game where people just shoot field goals, watch Golden State because they're putting them in from left, right, and center. It's incredible. Or watch the Rockets. Sort of- the Rockets are in a bit of a run for doing that as well, but they're, they're caught out of the back end. Well, obviously, the Golden State are really intriguing to watch right now because they've got David Lee, who's been playing fantastic all season, and Andrew Bogut's just come back. So I know that a lot of Australian listeners would be interested to hear about that because he's just come back and they look a serious contender for, for the West and maybe even make a deep run into the playoffs. But I think it'd be great to see. I think Golden State, as a team, needs the playoffs. They, they've thrived off playoff atmospheres in the past, especially when Baron Davis was there so it'd be I, I right now as as someone who watches a lot of basketball I'd say Golden State are definitely the number one team to pick but I, I can't not agree with the Knicks either because the way Melo's balling right now it's just you know it, it's scintillating stuff every night so that, that would be uh, my pick but uh, yeah this has been a the second regular episode I'm quite impressed with this we'll be back again in two weeks time to bring you another regular episode make sure you get our um, get tweets and questions and queries into us you can find us on Twitter at Double Clutch Free you can contact us over on the blog at the, the Double Clutch Podcast at WordPress.com or the new URL if it changes but please let us know any questions queries whether you want us to I don't know rank NBA teams in terms of premiership scoring or something stupid I don't know we'll, we'll, we'll try and figure it out for you but I know that for like People like Ben Ford, who do the same coin podcast, have been listening, and he doesn't even li- like basketball, and he says he enjoys listening to it because we make it sound okay. So it's uh, there's definitely something good going on here. I just think he <laughs> likes the sound of your voice, Matt. Obviously. <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? Let's face it. And what with my new microphone, I might sound a little bit different. That's although it. I doubt it. All husky. <laughs> All husky. There you go. But no, we want to get the blog up and get a few posts and get some regular stuff up. So if we can get a couple of people kiss, stick, kiss, yeah, sticking up posts every few days, then that'll be nice. But uh, yeah, this has been Matt and Andy signing off. We'll catch you in two weeks' time for some more hoops. And don't forget to use the hashtag NBA in the UK. Bye bye. See ya. Oh, nice pass. Lillard to Hickson. Back to Lillard. Fires up a three. Scores off the glass. How did he get that down? Just
Lillard for three. Goals! Oh, Lillard down the middle with the right hand in trap. Lillard, left side, score! Aldridge for the tie. Got it! He 
his first three of the season. <laughs> Matthews got to get it in. Aldridge for the win. Yes! yes! He's done it again. He beat Dallas at the buzzer last year. And he's done it again. Again! Miracle man! With a similar type shot. Yes. As he hit in Dallas and last the, season. And the play was to Nicholas. 